Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name is Kristen. I'm your host and life coach, and this is Modern Day Asians. This is Kristen, and you're listening to another episode of Modern Day Asians. This week, I am going to open up the topic to um, overthinking and how to overcome that and use more um, intuitive based decisions when making decisions. And I chose this topic because this has been a game changer for me because I struggle with anxiety and overthinking is a common problem when you haven't been in the environment to really trust yourself. Like you've either experienced like other people making judgments or you're easily swayed by what other people think and say, or you find yourself stuck on taking action because you are trying to make the perfect decision um, and so there's no, um, there's no, not a sense of clarity for you. Uh, and this is important because it is a negative, there is a negative impact, especially on uh, someone's mental well-being and just how it influences decision-making. Now, every day we're making decisions. I'm going to share with you, you know, seven common reasons why people tend to overthink so that you can start to pinpoint um, where is the source and perhaps maybe where you might be stuck and that's preventing you from making well-rounded decisions. So for me, from my personal experience, I came from a unpredictable, but also a performance-based household meaning that my worth is really tied to what I achieved and what I've accomplished. And so I've been dealing with my anxiety my whole entire life, unmedicated. And the biggest opportunity was for me is to not make my sole driver in all of my decisions come from fear. I realized that as I look back in in some of the decisions that I've made and also, you know, part of the motivational, the motivative factor is um, I was always putting things in worst case scenarios or um, made my decisions based on any potential negative outcomes. And so I identify with all of the seven common reasons why Humans overthink, which I'll go into that later, Um, but just bringing this into your awareness. Why is this toxic? Well, overthinking, definitely it disrupts sleep patterns, your sleeping, your effective decision-making abilities. It could also impact your relationships negatively and overall your quality of life. Um, And this has actually prevented people from fully engaging Um, being present and just enjoying their experience because they are so focused on the perception of reality that's often distorted and they are focusing, you know, on what I said earlier, just all the potential negative outcomes that can come from situation and those worst case scenarios. I heavily resonate with this. I realized that as I became more cautious of this, how much energy that it sucks up 
to constantly be in a fear state of mind and making those decisions from a place of lack of, um, you really limit yourself from the experiences of life by thinking of these worst case scenarios because we are the energy that we vibrate in. If you are in this energy that things are out to get you or that the world is punishing you for you know, doing whatever, what so, that is what you're going to keep attracting. So on a holistic overall view, thinking about all the worst case scenarios so that you can be prepared for worst case scenarios is actually going to give you more worst case scenarios in your life because that is the energy that you're vibrating in. So today I'm going to share with you how I worked on making my decisions more intuitively versus overthinking. So going into this, there are seven common reasons why people overthink. Um, the first one is what I've mentioned is people who have anxiety. So overthinking goes hand in hand with anxiety and um, people have this excessive worry or fear, and then their minds just become so consumed with repetitive thoughts and worst case scenarios. Um, it is not normal, you know, it is normal for someone who identify with this to have a plan A all the way to plan um, C, D, or E. And that is from some experiences in the past where they were either um, punished for making decisions, you know, in their childhood or maybe in the in the household where they had to get it right or they had to, for instance, um, guess what their parents wanted the, the path to be. And so if they don't do it the same way as perhaps the person's parents, then it was considered... Um, a negative thing and perhaps maybe they suffered consequences for not doing the way that their parents have done it so all these conditions and um, reflections from the past um, create this cycle where you are just obsessed and repeated you know playing through these worst case scenarios that was how it was for me. Um, I was able to trace it back to just my responsibility as the eldest child in a immigrant family. I was responsible for my brother and sister and had to really um, keep them out of trouble. And if they were um, in trouble, then it would have been my responsibility. So it really made me hyper-focus on um, not just scenarios that I would be in, but also factoring in the responsibility of two other um, two other individuals. And so this is what created, um, was one of the sources from you know, my anxiety. So two is, the second one is going to be perfectionism. I highly resonate with this too as well. Um, perfectionists tend to overthink because they have that strong desire to try to get everything right. Um, they're constantly evaluate and criticize their own actions, striving for flawness. Um, this mindset leads to excessive analysis and overthinking in every decision. I was a perfectionist because that was how 
my life and my worth was evaluated by. Um, I say that, you know, even being in school and the teachers and the students, they all um, thought that, you know, I was a perfectionist, but truly I operated in this um, characteristic, in this persona because of how everything felt very high stakes to me if I didn't get it right. And that was, you know, coming down from uh, punishment from my parents if I didn't behave um, behave well and be a good uh, oldest older daughter. So that jump started uh, my road to perfect being a perfectionist. In fact, as I think about in life, um, what this type of attribute has gotten me through, I say that you know. In college, I try to get A's on all in all of my classes and try to get that perfect 4.0 GPA. And as I reflect, you know, it's almost been a whole decade since I finished school. And I think about how I should have studied less and enjoyed more of the campus experience or spending more time with friends or joining different clubs and um, work with being with the community. I spent a lot of time um, studying and um, had my head into the books that I would have done anything to get more out of my on-campus experience being surrounded by other um, students who come from all different backgrounds. In fact, the school that I went to had one of the biggest international student population. And um, I really wish that I did uh, participate or challenge myself in those new environments to get to know um, people from different backgrounds. So that's an example of, you know, how being perfectionism can sometimes uh, prevent you from living that full experience life. I brought this over to, you know, brought this over. Um, and part of it is, you know, as I think about it too, as well, just because you have all 4.0s, which is all A's, doesn't make you really more employable than someone else um, or give you a better luck of getting employed by having all straight A's. I mean, I think, I can't think of like, a lot of jobs, but just in this market, I don't think that I would had I wouldn't have that much of a leverage saying that you know I was able to attend school and and, and completely um, make it with all A's and still have that as an advantage over a, a person who had experience in that particular job um, in 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 terms of trying to find another job. So the third point is the feel of fear of failure or rejection. So people who fear failure or rejection might be overthinkers in situations because they anticipate and prepare for that negative outcome. So they might feel the need to consider every possible scenario and assessly analyze their choices to avoid making mistakes or being rejected. I also 
feared that failure or rejection, um, maybe mainly tying to the perfectionism. So like, for instance, um, in the past, I would try something new. And if I didn't get it, or if it didn't click to me um, in a very quick way, if I wasn't a natural at it, I automatically like didn't want anything to do with it. And um, that comes from just like the fear of having other people see that I am struggling or that I felt silly for not knowing um, how to do something. And, you know, when you operate from that point or that uh, mindset, you're actually skipping out on a lot of opportunities um, and ways for you to grow or challenge yourself. Um, one of the things that I've done to try to overcome this point is that I really changed my holistic view that there is really no such thing as failure. Um, coming from a decision-making place, when I make a decision um, from my highest self, from a place where there is no lack of I know that whatever decision that I make is neither good or bad. It will always take me somewhere, somewhere that I need to be. And so there's no such things as failures. They're just opportunity for growth. And in fact, you know, I don't mind failure because if I'm always so great at things, um, then there won't be any of a challenge or that sense of, of overcoming everything because everything would just be so easy. So I actually, you know, welcome uh, opportunities where uh, I might be out of my comfort zone um, because of the fact that I want to test truly if I can overcome that fear. So that is just my philosophy on that point um, is to, you know, on how to overcome that uh, fear or failure of rejection. The fourth point is just overwhelming options. Um, people are, people, when they think about, you know, all the different outcomes and potentials, they're just overwhelmed because they're just trying to make the one correct choice. And then all the consequences of all the other possibilities is just going to be the wrong decision. And when you operate like that in life, you're not again, being present or open because nothing is really controllable. Uh, we can try to think that um, something, uh, an outcome may happen, but truly do we ever have that sense of control and know what's really gonna happen? Not really, because everything is always changing. Nothing is always constant. And you're, you're basically cheating yourself or your mind is thinking that they can, it can control all, you know, all the outcomes but truly no one has control of the outcomes. So trust, biggest thing for me was trusting in myself that when the decision that I make and it reveals itself, the next steps, um, the next event that happened from it, that I trust myself that I am fully equipped and confident to handle whatever comes my way. And again, that changed my whole, the whole way of how I operate, because 
previously, like I told you that I came from a place, I was always skating for danger. I was always looking for things that were trying to hurt me on purpose. But as I started to change that mindset that A, I can't control um, what's going to happen in the future. And two, that I believe that I have the skills to overcome whatever comes my way because I am prepared for it. And three, that um, there is no such thing as control. Um, that those really, those three things really help ground me into what's reality is pick something, you know, make your decision, whatever decision that you make, if it's aligned to your um, values and you operate from that place where it's from a place of abundance, there's no such thing as any right or wrong decisions because um, all roads and the roads will lead to where you need to be. The fifth one is the lack of confidence, uh, why people overthink. Individuals with low self-esteem or confidence may overthink as a way to seek validation or reassurance from others. So they're going to constantly question their abilities, they doubt their own judgment, and they're seeking external validation before making choices. So um, I can think of someone in my mind, I'm going to say, not going to say who, who it is, but um, this is also one of those things where maybe you've experienced in your life where people have constantly questioned your decisions, whether that could be family or friends, and then they question um, your judgment. And then that gets to you. And then you've, guess what? And then at the end, you end up figuring out that, oh, you should just listen to yourself or you should have never changed your mind in the first place, but you had adapted to what other might say. And so this is another way where people are not living their full life because if you're seeking validation or reassurance from others, you're living your life by the experience of others. You want to make, you want to try to make sure that you live your life in your own terms and not have other people's experience project on you. They might give you suggestions or opinions um, and their intention is that they don't want to see you hurt ultimately what it comes down to is you have to take control and reign of your own life and that starts with growing that confidence within yourself to know yourself well and voice what it is that you exactly need and inform yourself with information so that that confidence comes out naturally so practice thinking and saying what you need um, on a day-to-day -day basis, what do you want, and make that direct. Um, no more, you know, sugarcoating and things like that, where people have to um, decipher or even have the chance to um, to uh, turn it into something else that that you trying to talk about. So those are some ways that you can um, start growing some of that in, inner confidence back is by communicating what you need, what you want, and standing up for yourself and knowing um, when to communicate that effectively and directly. The sixth point is going to be called analysis paralysis. 
Um, and this might be a word you've heard is, is pretty trending right now, but basically what that means is when people get caught up in analyzing and weighing every detail that they become paralyzed by the fear of making a wrong decision. They may feel that they need to gather more information or consider all possible outcomes before taking action. With this being said, how it relates to me is I tend to um, spend hours. I mean, I used to be really bad about this because um, I have I used to have a negative relationship with money and I felt guilty for buying the things, the material goods that I want because um, I got shamed for it um, for my parents on some of my purchasing decisions. And so, for instance, if I needed something, I would spend hours uh, price shopping online to make sure that I have the best deal and um, and not and also how much time it take it took for me to um, gather all that information. And at the end of the day, all that time that I spent shopping around for um, the lowest price just wasn't even worth it. Um, and this is an example of where you just get so lost and caught up with all the details and analyzing that you haven't been able to make that final step or execute yet, then this, this goes um, in relevance to you. Seventh and last one, is just your past experiences. Like I've talked in reference earlier of, um, you know, some traumatic or challenging experience that you might have um, that promotes the overthinking. So try to replay, you know, some of those past events in your mind where someone may, maybe had um, made you feel silly or, um, and just try to make sense of what really happened. Uh, were you really silly for, I guess, that particular memory? Were people just trying to put you down? Um, would you still even make that same decision as of today? And reflect on that and just make sure that um, you know that this particular incident isn't coming up every single time you make a decision. Um, you don't want that past experience to control how uh, you make decisions moving forward. So just recognize that and just doing some reflection work there. So it's worth knowing that you know, overthinking can 100% have that negative impact on uh, one's mental well-being and decision-making abilities. So here are some strategies uh, that I have used and tested myself to manage that overthinking. So um, techniques such as mindfulness techniques. You can also seek support from others like hiring a coach, um, work with, with a therapist, and um, challenging those negative thought patterns, if you have one, um, I definitely suggest writing that down and reflecting on it. Um, and also when you're overthinking, it really affects your daily life. And um, so let's go into some tips that I have tried in making more intuitive decisions. So um, like I said, going back into my childhood, I know exactly, you know, my past experience is with decisions and it was just a lot of punishment, that responsibility for 
um, my siblings in a traditional Asian household has definitely impacted and overdriven that fear-based decision-making skills. So these are the things that I've tried. The first one is doing a values exercise. So if you don't, if you haven't determined what those are, um, there is a quick exercise that you can Google and do it yourself. But basically, there is a values chart, maybe about 200 values. Um, look through those, circle the ones that resonate the most with you. And at the end, you're going to choose three to five values um, at the end of the exercise. And those will be your decision-making guidelines um, when you're making your decisions, because they are going to be aligned to those three to five values. Whatever decision that you make is going to be applicable to those three to five values. Second thing that I've tested and tried myself is just tuning in and trusting my body's physical responses. So um, there are subtle ways where your body is telling you like what feels right or what feels wrong. So whenever you are faced with a decision to make, take a few deep breaths and just tune into like how your body reacts. Um, and an example of a sense you might get is feeling that sense of lightness or expansion or maybe like a pull forward motion or excitement that can indicate alignment to your values while maybe you're feeling some tension or some heaviness or some darkness um, that, and that suggests otherwise. So um, try this with a very easy decision that you could that you make maybe thinking about um, an easy decision that you're making, like what kind of TV show you want to watch to wind down, what, what kind of food you want to eat for lunch, what type of cuisine, those kind of simple decision-making to see how your body um, responds towards a yes or no or a maybe. The third one is um, the third tip is I do take a mental break from um, just a lot of chatter by either meditating, I'll go for walks. And my favorite is just journaling. And I do a journaling, basically a morning pages. Um, every morning, I will just write with no particular uh, agenda, but I would just write whatever's on my mind. The first thing I do when I wake up and it really helps me organize my thoughts. My creativity comes out um, way I, I get just answers and um, valuable information from that time because I'm just writing um, to fill up my pages in the morning time. But there's a lot of wisdom and guidance from that practice. My fourth tip is to figure out, you know, what it feels like to be in your highest self and making your decision when you already feel whole and complete and you're making that decision from a place of abundance over the lack of or the need of. Um, what does the highest self feels like? It feels like when you are the most creative, when you are confident, 
Um, when you're compassionate, you got creativity, you have a lot of clarity, there's courage, and overall you're connected. So your mind, body, and spirit is all connected. And that is something you can find through meditation, is imagining when you feel um, very supported and think about, you know, you could draw from memories or you can just sit there and and um, imagine what it's like to feel full, like to have a full life where you have every, every, all your wants, needs, and desire. What does that feel like? Um, and that will give you a somatic reference for you when you make your um, complex decision is you want to make it from that state of mind. The fifth tip is to redefine your version of good enough. So you need to remind yourself that like mistakes are natural and they are part of learning and growing, but you want to try to focus on process, progress than just unattainable perfectionism. Um, the reason I say good enough is because as a struggling perfectionist, I was the only one that was holding myself up to that bar after I left my household. Um, and that continued into my professional life enough was basically people's like over exceeds expectation, um, you know, basically on a basing it on a um, performance type of reporting. So my my average, my good enough is someone's exceeds expectations. And I didn't find that obtainable at all. In fact, it actually had. um made me burn out because I was putting so much energy into getting everything right, everything that I ever done right. So I now just focus on the, um, I determine my own boundary of how much time I want to spend, how much energy I want to spend and the intention of whatever that that is so that I can focus on progress. Um, so that is my tip number five. Number tip number six is setting those limits for decision making. So maybe, you know, you do have a compass decision. You want to set a time to give yourself so that there's no excessive um, rummaging or analysis. You are picking a deadline and you're sticking to it. You're going to trust your instincts to make that decision and know that it's okay that making decisions or adjusting your course if needed using your intuition is a additional source of information and you combine that with that logical analysis and then you will have your um, well-rounded decision. So it's okay to definitely think about your options. Um, but for the people who overly obsess um, or overthink, I recommend setting a firm boundary just as a given time to work out all of your scenarios and the information that you have. Last but not least is practicing detachment. I read a wonderful book um, called Untethered Soul. And the whole book was basically about how attachments create suffering. So as someone 
who um, was just so caught up and tied up with validation and performance practice detachment from those outcomes. So intuitive decisions can definitely um, defy what that conventional expectation is. So let go of the need for certainty and embrace uncertainty. Again, that's basically a ways of saying that you can't, there's no way that anyone can control those outcomes. Everything is always changing and you never know what's going to happen. But being flexible to that, accepting it versus fighting the change because you know it's going to happen. Recognize that intuitive decisions are based on a deeper knowing, even if they don't immediately yield results. So this, again, is something that you have to practice every day. And that is that connectedness that I talked to earlier, connecting your mind, your body, and your um, spirit together to make that decision. Um, intuition is, is a personal and it's a unique inner compass. And it takes practice and trust to develop your own style for this intuition for decision-making. But as you continue to cultivate your self-awareness and practice listening to your intuition, you are more skilled at making those intuitive decisions that are aligned with your values and goals. I decided to make this because, again, like no one has really pointed out to me. Um, I had to do a lot of deep work on my own to figure out why this whole time that I've been making decisions have all come from worst case scenarios. And that's really not the best way to live because I am a true believer that you are the frequency and you will attract the frequency that where you are at. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, and uh, thank you all for listening. That wraps up the episode on how to make intuitive decisions. Um, if you could do me a favor and just like if you haven't or subscribe to this podcast please share this episode to someone who you think um, can resonate with the episode title and um i appreciate you all for continuing to listen and support the show and until next time i will catch you all next week